Welcome back to the Ordinary Pastor Podcast. My name is John Payne. I'm a pastor of Redemption Hill Church, and I'm here with my good friend, Jared Mellinger, who's a pastor of Covenant Fellowship Church, and we both serve on the Sovereign Grace Leadership Team. And Jared, as always, it is just great to do this together. So thanks for doing it with me, man. Absolutely. It's a good one. Uh, We've been talking about what we're calling the shaping virtues, um, these seven traits that we believe and the Bible teaches ought to flow out of the gospel. They're certainly not the only traits the New Testament references, um, but they are ones that we've historically treasured in sovereign grace and been faithfully led towards by the founders of sovereign grace and that we we really want to see continue to shape us as we look to the future. Um, because we, we don't want to only be a denomination of doctrine. We, we also want to be a denomination that, um, that has a, a character and a culture that adorns that, that doctrine. Uh, most importantly, the doctrine of the gospel of Christ and him crucified, that our character would adorn that message well. Um, so what, what we want to do right now for this episode is actually, we thought it'd be helpful to just compile in one episode, resources that we would recommend that would be helpful um, for each of these virtues. So we're going to try to go through all seven of them, and I'm sure there are many other resources, but but just so we could compile in one place. And I wanted to give you a chance, Jared, too, um, to reference the journal, the Sovereign Grace Journal that we've now published a number of um, uh, a, a number of uh, not episodes. What, what am I looking for? Um, yeah, editions. Yeah. Edition, there you go. A number of editions. And one of the upcoming editions, or it might be already out by the time this is released, uh, has to do with the shaping virtues. So you want to talk about that and just maybe a little bit of a, a plug for the journal and what that well, is. Yeah, and why so listeners are, are aware of that. We will have an issue of the journal that will focus entirely on the, uh, on the shaping virtues. There's a major article on each of the shaping virtues. There are articles that apply those to different areas of life. And then there is, uh, and these have been written by various pastors throughout Sovereign Grace, uh, a one recommended resource uh, that there is a book recommendation on for each of the shaping virtues. And so that will be forthcoming and we'll mention those uh, those things here as well. Let me also say at the outset, the reason we talk a lot about books in Sovereign Grace churches, and that is intentional, the way that we grow in becoming a more humble, grateful, encouraging, generous, servant-hearted, godly people, one of the means that God uh, uses in our lives is reading. And, uh, and so it's not just, oh, here's some, and in fact, there are many, uh, there are many not great books that you can read out there in the world, believe it or not. And, uh, and it is important for us, uh, as, as Christians to say, all right, we want to prioritize reading that will aim at growth in godliness that will teach us about God's word. And so what, I mean, to, to read uh, gospel-saturated books that help us to grow in these qualities is one of the best ways that we can can spend our mm. time. And I just think even to, to consider some of these books, I, and I know it's the same way with you, John, the the way that we have been in the in the kindness and mercy of God shaped through uh, resources and and books and and God has used 
these resources to make us more like Christ and we should praise him for it and not uh, take for granted the gift that we have in uh, in the form of books. Yes, amen. I just echo everything you would say. And I, I just think, you know, I, I pray this is true of every pastor, certainly true of me, that other than, I mean, outside of the scriptures, um, the, the three categories that come to mind of, of real influence, number one is, you know, the preaching of God's word and just messages that have shaped me uh, over the years from godly preachers and the example of godly leaders and seeing them follow Christ. But then the third category, and right there, is books and yes. <laughs> things that I've read yes. that have just um, defined what it means for me to be a Christian, what it means for me to be a pastor. Um, you know, I, I love what you know our friend CJ says about you know you're, you're just you're just drawing up to an old saint or maybe a living old saint and letting them counsel you. You're letting them come alongside you and say, listen, young man, let, let me tell you some, some things about the Lord and about the word and about pastoring and about loving Jesus. And we just want to continue to, to promote that practice among pastors and among our churches. So uh, let's dive in. The way I want to do this, um, Jared, is I, I, I want you to highlight uh, under each virtue, whatever uh, resource you're specifically going to be highlighting in that journal. Um, and then I, we, we might throw in some additional uh, resources under each one as well. But I'll, we want to feature that one that you could also look at uh, in the journal as well. So let's just kind of go through and hit these resources uh, one at a time. So first, the the virtue of humility. Uh, why don't you go, which what was what resources came yeah, to mind? For humility, we have CJ's book, which is... Uh, Somewhat obvious, it's the finest resource that I know. Uh, humility, true greatness, is uh, is a, a favorite resource of ours on humility. CJ himself has, uh, for decades, set a compelling personal example of uh, of humility, and that is what has informed uh, that book, which includes. Uh, daily practices for cultivating humility, uh, which includes uh, a definition of humility, which is having an accurate view of God and of ourselves. And, uh, and then has great, there's a, there's a uh, chapter on, in, on evidences of grace in there as an expression of humility. There's a chapter on uh, inviting and pursuing correction and more. It's a short, uh, accessible book, uh, but, but CJ's humility is, is, uh, is a fantastic resource. Excellent. I, um, I, I was going to reference uh, Andrew Murray's humility as well. Um, I, I don't think it's as practical as CJ's. And um, you, know, you, you may even find some phrases in there um, that are a little mystical. Um, but the thing that I do appreciate about it is his um, description of gladly lowering ourselves um, beneath the glory and the transcendence of the Lord. And there's some some things in there. If, you, if you've never read through that book, it might be a helpful meditation. Um, you know, one to one to take a look at if you haven't already. So, other other resources that come to mind on that topic, Jared. One thing, that, a resource that God's used in my life is uh, there's an article by Nancy DeMoss. Is it Walgamuth? Uh, you know, previously Nancy Lee DeMoss. Uh, but am I a proud or broken person? That. Mm was used in my life as a very proud young man and is a resource that I've continued to uh, to return to. There's also, Jerry Bridges has a study of 
the uh, Beatitudes called the blessing of humility and, mm-hmm. and focuses on uh, in on that that particular quality. Um, I've also benefited from Tim Keller's uh, the freedom of self forgetfulness as mm-hmm. an application of uh, of humility. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's keep going. So we leave time for the other things on here. Uh, what about joy? Which one were you wanting to reference in joy? And Yeah. So under joy, we have in the journal, a book recommendation of uh, Randy Alcorn's book, Happiness. He has a, a book, a book, Happiness, that is a very comprehensive treatment of the theme, similar to his book on heaven, that is just filled with questions about, about happiness, but it's a very helpful resource. He also has a, uh, a shorter version of that uh, of that same uh, book, it's it's much shorter. It's called God's Promise of Happiness. Uh, that can be actually you know read in in one sitting. It's a small book of less than less than a hundred pages. God's Promise of Happiness. But I do recommend we recommend the the, the larger version of uh, of uh, Alcorn's book called called Happiness. Excellent. A couple that I was going to throw in here uh, just because of of um the effect of these books, or, or in one case, the author on me. One would be Michael Reeves' book, Delighting in the Trinity. Yeah. Um, it, it just, I mean, it's a fantastic book, but it had the effect of this, of seeing the joy of God um, within his relationships uh, among the Trinity, if we can speak of it that way, um, that I think it had the effect of producing joy and seeing God if I can say it this way, in a, in a joyful kind of way. Yeah. Uh, so that's one book I thought here. The other thing was um, uh, Augustine's Confessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, there there is a, a a worshipful. Obviously, there's there's repentance and lament present in the Confessions, but there there is a um, a David like worshipful disposition in that book that I think would define joy differently from a kind of superficial. Um, joy that the culture might laud today and views it as deeply in touch with the greatness and the holiness of God and yet delighting in him. Um, another book I was going to reference just because of his personal influence on me, uh, True Worshippers by our friend Bob Coughlin. Um, obviously, one of the applications of this virtue and one of the things we reference in writing about it is is in the corporate worship and the private worship of God's people. So the idea of, of joy should be burst forth in singing. And I don't know anybody who does a better job of, of describing how theology should affect our practice and our life and our heart in this topic than Bob. And um, I, if you haven't read that book or handed it out to others, it, it'll really serve you. Um, and I, I pray that we will always have churches that are joyfully singing the praises of the Lord yes. in our Sunday gatherings. Um, so anyway, those are a couple that are related a few uh, I need to add in, John, on, on joy. I need to mention John Piper because excellent. Piper himself has said basically every book he writes is about the same thing, uh, yeah. which is being satisfied in God. And he touches often on the theme of joy. His book, When I Don't Desire God, yes. uh, deals with the, the, the fight for joy and is wonderful. There's a Puritan book as well that is little known and undervalued. That's a wonderful book by Robert Asty, A-S-T-Y. Uh, called Rejoicing in the Lord in All Cases and Conditions. That's a very rich treatment. And one other book that I've benefited from is The Happy Christian by David Murray. The Happy Christian, 10 Ways to Be a Joyful Believer in a Gloomy World, a more recent book that uh, that I've benefited from. Excellent. All right. Well, let's keep going. Uh, gratitude. 
Which um, one do you highlight there? Yes, on gratitude, uh, we highlight Choosing Gratitude, uh, Your Journey to Joy by Nancy DeMoss Wolgamuth. Um, she has written a book on gratitude that is a uh, a wonderful resource, and even that title of uh, "Journey to Joy" captures so much of uh, of the theme of gratitude. And it's a uh, it's a it's a very practical resource that uh, that a lot of people in our church have have benefited from. There's also a um, Another research, and in the list that we have for the journal on the book recommendations, we're looking to choose books that has the the average member in view, and we're cons- we, we, you know, we want the books there to be. We're, we're highlighting accessibility. Uh, there is, however, a more scholarly work uh, by David Powell, P A U, I believe it is, called Thanksgiving: A Pauline Theme, and that's in uh, the Silver series. The 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 uh, biblical theology. What's that series called? Do you know? Biblical New Studies in Biblical Theology. Yeah, New Studies in Biblical Theology. Uh, but he, his book, Thanksgiving, a Pauline theme, just highlights how much in the the life and writings of Paul, how pronounced this theme of Thanksgiving is, and that is uh, a, a valuable read for pastors and for for serious students of God's Word. Excellent. I was going to reference uh, Powell's work as well. There, I think it's very, very good, motivating convicting, challenging, because <laughs> compelling us uh, toward gratitude. Very, very good. All right, let's keep going. Encouragement. Another one just came to mind, and that is Sam Crabtree's book. He wrote, It's written more recently, but Sam Crabtree has a book called Practicing Thankfulness, Cultivating Excellent. the Grateful Heart in All Circumstances. Valuable resource. Very good. good. All right. Uh, encouragement. Encouragement. The book that, hey, I just mentioned Sam Crabtree. Uh, His his book is the one we selected here under encouragement, which is uh, his book is entitled Practicing Affirmation, Mm God-Centered Praise of Those Who Are Not God. And as a starting point for uh, encouragement, that's the the finest book that I'm aware of. I also mentioned that CJ has a chapter on encouragement in his book, Humility. Um, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. And another resource that I've read and benefited from is uh, Mark Chansky's book called Encouragement, Adrenaline for the Soul. And mm-hmm. in that book, he uh, he applies, he has a whole chapter on encouragement in marriage, for example. And uh, it is a bit Puritan in his, uh, you know, approach and treatment of of encouragement. But I find that there aren't enough books out there on encouragement, and that was one that I that I read and benefited from. Yep, I benefited from uh, Sam Crabtree's book as well. So I was going to reference that one. I, it, it, an opposite side here would be um, any books you would that would come to mind in terms of the. Um, sort of the antithesis of encouragement or the danger of an overly critical um, kind of spirit and how, how you know, there might be something to be said for, I'm thinking of um, uh, Charity and Its Fruits um, by Jonathan Edwards and just the call to a, a disposition of mercy that obviously is the wellspring of encouragement, having a, a faith and a love towards other people. Um, I know one that we handed out or Mark Prater might've handed out a while ago was, uh, Strzok's book. I think if you bite and devour one another, um, might be one to reference. Um, so I, I, you know, encouragement, obviously the positive side, sadly, what's often the case in the culture is the negative side of criticism, gossip, slander. And so it may be worth taking a look at some of those, uh, as well. All right. Uh, generosity. 
under generosity, I'm sure that we uh, have have the same author in view, and because we are leaning again uh, to be accessible in the books that we recommend, uh, Randy Alcorn's "The Treasure Principle: Unlock the Secret of Joyful Giving" um, is uh, would be a book that it's actually one that I it's one of those books that I reread uh, periodically. And each time I do, I find that it entirely shifts my perspective on generosity and on money and possessions. Uh, it's just a, uh, a very useful resource to that end. And then he has the longer version of, his, of, uh, of that book is uh, Money, Possessions, and Eternity uh, that deals in depth with, uh, with, with money and with generosity. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, Servanthood. Well, I, need mention, I need to mention a couple of scholarly books under that. I'll just give the, yep. the, the titles. Uh, Craig Blomberg in that New Studies in Biblical Theology has a book, Neither Poverty Nor Riches, A Biblical Theology of Possessions. That's excellent. And then Kelly Capick has a book, God So Loved He Gave, Entering the Movement of Divine Generosity, that are, uh, that are wonderful resources. Excellent. All right. Uh, let's talk servanthood. What what did you guys highlight with servanthood? What would servanthood, you... the book that we're recommending there is by John Hindley, and it's called Serving Without Sinking, How to Serve Christ and Keep Your Joy. It highlights Christ as uh, the servant and Christ as, uh, as a man of joy who served with joy. And then uh, in the second half of the book moves on to apply that to, to a life of service. Excellent. There's also one other resource that came to mind is that there's a, a booklet in the Nine Marks series. They publish these short booklets that answer particular questions. And Matthew Imadi wrote one, How Can I Serve My Church, that I've read. And actually, we we uh, gave out at a regional conference to everyone who's, who was in attendance. And uh, pastors would, uh, if you're looking for a resource to get into the hands of your church members to inspire giving, how can I serve, my, uh, to inspire serving, how can I serve my church by Matthew Amati? Excellent. Uh, I, again, this would be a little more for, for pastors, a little more in that new studies in biblical theology, but the, the book Slave of Christ um, by Murray Harris um, you know, just had a significant impact. I, I know on many sovereign grace pastors who've read it. And if, if maybe young guys haven't read it, that, that one definitely worth, uh, worth reading in this category of, of servanthood. He just explores the new Testament, um, vocabulary and what the implications are for the Christian, uh, what it means to be a slave of Christ and, um, very, very excellent resource. Good. Um, godliness. What comes to mind? Yes, we have the in the journal. The book that we uh, have a book recommendation of is Kevin D. Young's "The Hole in Our Holiness: Filling mm -hmm. the Gap Between Gospel Passion and the Pursuit of Godliness." Kevin Kevin D. Young uh, just has a wonderful book on uh, the pursuit of holiness and the pursuit of godliness. Uh, although an, uh, a leading author that comes to mind on this, John, that perhaps you can speak to is everything by Jerry Bridges, right? <laughs> and I know he's a, a favorite author of yours who has who's had an impact on you. So maybe where do we start with Jerry Bridges on, on godliness? Yeah, I, I love Jerry Bridges, first of all, because the man himself was godly and uh, obviously at home with the Lord now, um, but was just in, godly in his, in his personal reverence for the Lord. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I do think the gospel for real life 
um, would be a, a great place to introduce Jerry Bridges. And obviously there's a number of books on transforming grace and the practice of godliness and the pursuit of holiness. I mean, there any number of, of books that would be, would be useful there. He has a book on uh, the fruit of the spirit called the fruitful life. Um, so if you look up Jerry Bridges, I mean, almost anything that you find, there's going to be useful, tangible, practical. I'd love to see him reintroduced, uh, to a new generations of believers, um, maybe who haven't read him before. Um, a couple other ones that maybe you're going to reference that I, I wanted to throw in, um, you referenced in a previous podcast, JC Ryle's holiness, yeah. um, which is my goodness, just such a fantastic, uh, treatment of this topic. He addresses the category of assurance for the believer in, in such a helpful way. Um, and then another book that um, is important to us historically in Sovereign Grace was important to me was um, John Owen's treatment, um, Temptation and Sin. Yeah. Um, you know, just I found that to be so motivating. Obviously, that's scholarly, so that's not maybe for um, the introduction to this topic, but it's, it's <laughs> incredibly motivating if you can work your way through it, um, or at least some part of it. Read, read a few pages; it'll make a difference. Um, yes. And then one other thing I was going to reference was the Whole Christ uh, by Sinclair Ferguson, who just addresses um, basically this topic of of how we want to be neither legalistic nor licentious, and that uh, view of Christ himself as our Lord and our justifier um, guards us from both of those dangers. And so, you know, that book is extremely helpful. And let me just mention on J.C. Ryle's Holiness, which is outstanding and on the short list of my favorite books, that was originally published as a much shorter version with just, I believe, the opening seven chapters. And uh, J.I. Packard actually published a, uh, wrote a, uh, a biography of Ryle. There's a book, maybe Faithfulness, I don't faithfulness and holiness, uh, but it's it's uh, it's biography of Ryle, and then it's the first seven uh, chapters of that. Uh, J.C. Ryle then expanded that, and what he has is basically individual standalone sermons that extend throughout. But so the book Holiness expands some of the the themes later on. But I, I say that because I wish more Christians would read Holiness, and I wonder if you can also take the approach of just reading those first seven chapters to really get the the heart of the burden for the uh, the original publishing of the book. Yes, excellent. All right. Uh, did we get through all seven? I think we did. Excellent. Well, uh, we look forward. I'm sure we will cover some of these topics again in future podcasts, but I uh, hope these resources serve you. Please be, if, if it's not already out, be looking for that journal. Um, that really is something that I know Jared and uh, the leadership team is, is hoping would be something you could hand to members of your church confidently, um, that it would provide a resource that you could, you could just hand off to someone who's wanting to study um, you know, a, a brief work on some of the topics there. So be looking for that resource. We're hoping that serves pastors as something they can hand off to their, their members. Uh, well, if you are a pastor in Sovereign Grace, just know Jared and I uh, love you and are grateful to be partnered with you. Grateful to be doing this mission together. And we look forward to seeing you next time.